This is section 55 of A Tramp Abroad. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. A Tramp Abroad by Mark Twain, section 55, appendix E, Legend of the Castles, called The Swallow's Nest and The Brothers, as condensed from the captain's tale. In the neighborhood of three hundred years ago, the Swallow's Nest and the larger castle between it and Neckarsteinach were owned and occupied by two old knights who were twin brothers and bachelors. They had no relatives. They were very rich. They had fought through the wars and retired to private life, covered with honorable scars. They were honest, honorable men in their dealings, but the people had given them a couple of nicknames which were very suggestive, Herr Givenaught and Herr Heartless. The old knights were so proud of these names that if a burgher called them by their right ones, they would correct them. The most renowned scholar in Europe at the time was the Herr Dr. Franz Reichmann, who lived in Heidelberg. All Germany was proud of the venerable scholar who lived in the simplest way, for great scholars are always poor. He was poor, as to money, but very rich in his sweet young daughter Hildegard and his library. He had been all his life collecting his library, book and book, and he lived it as a miser loves his hoarded gold. He said the two strings of his heart were rooted, the one in his daughter, the other in his books and that if either were severed, he must die. Now, in an evil hour, hoping to win a marriage portion for his child, this simple old man had entrusted his small savings to a sharper to be ventured in a glittering speculation. But that was not the worst of it. He signed a paper, without reading it. That is the way with poets and scholars. They always sign without reading. This cunning paper made him responsible for heaps of things, the rest was that one night he found himself in debt to the sharper eight thousand pieces of gold, an amount so prodigious that it simply stupefied him to think of it. It was a night of woe in that house. "'I must part with my library. I have nothing else. So perishes one heart-string,' said the old man. "'What will it bring, father?' asked the girl. "'Nothing. It is worth seven hundred pieces of gold, but by auction it will go for little or nothing. Then you will have parted with the half of your heart and the joy of your life to no purpose, since so mighty a burden of debt will remain behind. There is no help for it, my child. Our darlings must pass under the hammer. We must pay what we can. My father, I have a feeling that the dear virgin will come to our help. Let us not lose heart. She cannot devise a miracle that will turn nothing into eight thousand gold pieces, and lesser help will bring us little peace. She can do even greater things, my father. She will save us. I know she will. Toward morning, while the old man sat exhausted and asleep in his chair, where he had been sitting before his books, as one who watches by his beloved dead and prints the features on his memory for a solace in the aftertime of empty desolation, his daughter sprang into the room and gently woke him, saying, My presentiment was true. She will save us. Three times has she appeared to me in my dreams and said, Go to Herr Givnaught, go to Herr Heartless, ask them to come and bid. There, 
did i not tell you she would save us the thrice blessed virgin sad as the old man was he was obliged to laugh thou mightest as well appeal to the rocks their castles stand upon as to the harder ones that lie in those men's breasts my child they bid on books writ in the learned tongues they, they can scarce read their own but hildegard's faith was in no wise shaken bright and early she was on her way up the neckar road as joyous as a bird meantime herr givenaught and herr heartless were having an early breakfast in the former's castle the sparrow's nest and flavoring it with a quarrel for although these twins bore a love for each other which almost amounted to worship there was one subject upon which they could not touch without calling each other hard names and yet it was the subject which they oftenest touched upon i tell you said givenaught you will beggar yourself yet with your insane squanderings of money upon what you choose to consider poor and worthy objects all these years i have implored you to stop this foolish custom and husband your means but all in vain you are always lying to me about these secret benevolences but you never have managed to deceive me yet every time a poor devil has been set upon his feet i have detected your hand in it incorrigible ass every time you didn't set him on his feet yourself you mean where i give one unfortunate a little private lift you do the same for a dozen the idea of your swelling around the country and petting yourself with the nickname of give naught intolerable humbug before i would be such a fraud as that i would cut my right hand off your life is a continual lie but go on i have tried my best to save you from beggaring yourself by your riotous charities now for the thousandth time i wash my hands of the consequences a maundering old fool that's what you are and you a blethering old idiot roared givenaught springing up i won't stay in the presence of a man who has no more delicacy than to call me such names mannerless swine so saying herr heartless sprang up in a passion but some lucky accident intervened as usual to change the subject and the daily quarrel ended in the customary daily living reconciliation the gray-headed old eccentrics parted and herr heartless walked off to his own castle half an hour later hildegard was standing in the presence of herr givenaught he heard her story and said i am sorry for you my child but i am very poor i care nothing for bookish rubbish i shall not be there he said the hard words kindly but they nearly broke poor hildegard's heart nevertheless when she was gone the old heartbreaker muttered rubbing his hands it was a good stroke i have saved my brother's pocket this time in spite of him nothing else would have prevented his rushing off to rescue the old scholar the pride of germany from his trouble the poor child won't venture near him after the rebuff she has received from his brother the givenaught but he was mistaken the virgin had commanded and hildegard would obey she went to herr heartless and told her story but he said coldly i am very poor my child and books are nothing to me i wish you well but i shall not come when hildegard was gone he chuckled and said how my fool of a soft-headed soft-hearted brother would rage if he knew how cunningly i have saved his pocket how he would have flown to the old man's rescue but the girl won't venture near him now 
when hildegarde reached home her father asked her how she had prospered she said the virgin has promised and she will keep her word but not in the way i thought she knows her own ways and they are best the old man patted her on the head and smiled a doubting smile but he honored her for her brave faith nevertheless two next day the people assembled in the great hall of the ritter tavern to witness the auction for the proprietor had said the treasure of germany's most honored son should be bartered away in no meaner place hildegarde and her father sat close to the books silent and sorrowful and holding each other's hands there was a great crowd of people present the bidding began how much for this precious library just as it stands all complete called the auctioneer fifty pieces of gold a hundred two hundred three four five hundred five twenty-five a brief pause five forty a longer pause while the auctioneer redoubled his persuasions five forty-five a heavy drag the auctioneer persuaded pleaded implored it was useless everybody remained silent well then going going one two five hundred and fifty this in a shrill voice from a bent old man all hung with rags and with a green patch over his left eye everybody in his vicinity turned and gazed at him it was give naught in disguise he was using a disguised voice too good cried the auctioneer going going one two five hundred and sixty this in a deep harsh voice from the midst of the crowd at the other end of the room the people nearby turned and saw an old man in a strange costume supporting himself on crutches he wore a long white beard and blue spectacles it was herr heartless in disguise and using a disguised voice good again going going one six hundred sensation the crowd raised a cheer and someone cried out go it green patch this tickled the audience and a score of voices shouted go it green patch going 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 third and last call one two seven hundred huzzah well done crutches cried a voice the crowd took it up and shouted all together well done crutches splendid gentlemen you are doing magnificently going going a thousand three cheers for green patch up and at him crutches going going two thousand and while the people cheered and shouted crutches muttered who can this devil be that is fighting so to get these useless books but no matter he shan't have them the pride of germany shall have his books if it beggars me to buy them for him going 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 three thousand come everybody give a rouser for green patch and while they did it green patch muttered this cripple is plainly a lunatic but the old scholar shall have his books nevertheless though my pockets sweat for it going going four thousand huzzah five thousand huzzah six thousand huzzah seven thousand huzzah eight thousand we are saved father i told you the holy virgin would keep her word blessed be her sacred name said the old scholar with emotion the crowd roared huzzah 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 at him again green patch 
going going ten thousand as givenaught shouted this his excitement was so great that he forgot himself and used his natural voice his brother recognized it and muttered under cover of the storm of cheers aha you are there are you besotted old fool take the books i know what you'll do with them so saying he slipped out of the place and the auction was at an end givenaught shouldered his way to hildegard whispered a word in her ear and then he also vanished the old scholar and his daughter embraced and the former said truly the holy mother has done more than she promised child for she has given you a splendid marriage portion think of it two thousand pieces of gold and more still cried hildegarde for she has given you back your books the stranger whispered me that he would none of them the honored son of germany must keep them so he said i would i might have asked his name and kissed his hand and begged his blessing but he was our lady's angel and it is not meet that we of earth should venture speech with them that dwell above. End of section fifty five. Appendix E.